Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. Good evening, everybody. It's Dr. Sam, and I'd like to welcome you to Facebook Live. It's great to be here. I hope everybody is doing well. I've got a ton of questions I want to get to from a variety of different emails and social media platforms. So my first question comes from a listener. Her name is Lisa, and she's on TikTok, and she's asking about a contact lens procedure called orthokeratology. And this is a contact lens procedure that can help people temporarily reduce their myopia and see 2020. And the way it works is that you get some contact lenses that are fit and you wear them when you go to sleep at night. So it's like wearing a retainer on your mouth or in your mouth, I should say, and you wear it in the evening and it reshapes your cornea so that in the morning, your prescription has reduced. You can take the contact lenses out and you see clearly for the day. And it's certainly a procedure that's in my realm. It's not something that I do, but I think that if you suffer myopia, and you want to go without lenses during the day, this is certainly a very easy option without having to do physical eye therapy or mess around with reduced prescriptions or things like that. So two thumbs up for it. I think it's definitely a worthwhile procedure to, uh, to look into. All right, I'm gonna take a question from Bob. He is suffering a condition called wet macular degeneration. He's been getting injections monthly, and he wants to know if there's anything he can do about it. Well, Bob, first of all, you know, when you have wet macular degeneration, you have to consider the possibility that you might be in a pre-diabetic condition. And when we start uh, developing conditions like wet AMD, age-related macular degeneration or any kind of retinopathy in the retina, the first thing to to rein in is your glucose levels, your sugar levels, your dairy levels. These foods exacerbate the retinal cells. And what happens is, is because there's a starvation in the retina, specifically the macula, your eye begins to produce uh, leaky blood vessels in the hopes that it can bring nutrients to that area. But what it ends up doing is it brings edema and bleeding. And this is where then at that point it becomes sight threatening and you have to do injection therapy as a way to stave off the development of these these leaky blood vessels. The term is called angiogenesis 
And it's a, it's a very gnarly condition in the sense that once you're in the system, um, there's really not much offered in being able to help you move away from the wet AMD. So I think it starts with diet. So you've got to eliminate sugar. Uh, you need to uh, maybe check in to see uh, what dairy does for you to maybe reduce or eliminate dairy because you don't want to create more mucus and more dampness in your body. And, and dairy can sometimes do that. And that's going to uh, make the macular degeneration worse. Now we're talking the wet here. Obviously, you want to do things like uh, supplement with foods that contain the carotenoids lutein, zeaxanthin, and the marine carotenoid astaxanthin. Those are critical for your macular health. Obviously, protecting your eyes from the damaging blue light is another thing I would suggest. And maybe going to a functional medicine doctor, seeing if there's any toxicities in your body, heavy metals, mold. These are some of the causative factors. And one more, dental health. And so if you've had a lot of root canals or mercury amalgams, this actually can affect your retina and macula. Getting things like acupuncture, craniosacral therapy, these are all things that can sometimes help neutralize the condition. So keep in touch with me about it. Thanks so much for the question. All right, let's go to Kathy on Facebook. She's asking, can drusen go, go away or get smaller? <clears throat> well, um, it can, but it's going to take um, some investigation on the fatty deposits and the production of them. And that's related sometimes to your cholesterol levels and your liver health and how well you are synthesizing fat-soluble foods and vitamins. So you have to take a look at the health of your liver and gallbladder. You have to um, you know, see what your cholesterol levels are like. There's also a relationship between uh, your eye stress, your body stress, your endocrine health, and the formation of drusen. You know, on its own, drusen is not really a big deal. It's just when there's inflammatory um, secondary causes so if you've got inflammation in the eye, if you've got irritation, um, and even, you know, systemic stress as well, these are things that put, you know, undue uh, pressure on the liver. And this obviously affects uh, our ability to absorb fat-soluble foods. I look at bile, you know, our production of bile, which is the liver and it's stored in the gallbladder. And if you've got difficulties with either producing enough bile or um, it's not being stored in the gallbladder, consider supplementing with bile salts after a meal because we want to make sure you're, you're absorbing your vitamin A. That's so important. A lot of people aren't absorbing vitamin A. And again, they have an issue with the liver gallbladder. So that's one thing to consider. And I'd really boost your eye nutrients. You know, make sure you're getting things like ginkgo, bilberry, um, lutein, zeaxanthin, astaxanthin. My anatto vitamin E is off the charts. It's a form of vitamin E that you, uh, you put in water and you drink it. It's very good. Things like nitric oxide. I've talked a bit about uh, nitric oxide as a molecule that acts as a vasodilator, so it helps improve retina circulation. I'm actually releasing a product in a few weeks called Optic Nerve Formula, which contains nitric oxide in it. And that's really helpful for 
uh, uroptic nerve health and retina health. So you have to look at it from a systemic and metabolic perspective. Again, I wouldn't be too worried about the drusen unless it's impinging on the macula. Then at that point, uh, you have to be very aggressive in some of the dietary things that you might be doing. All right, Nicole is asking about visual field, um, your optic nerve, your doctor. My doctor only is giving me eye drops, suggestions what I can do to maintain vision and an optic nerve. Well, my suggestion on that would be that your, your eyes need um, some very important things to help your optic nerve health. Number one, omega-3 fatty acids, specifically the DHA in omega-3s. Studies are uh, definitively, definitively showing the importance of the DHA in omega-3. And so you want to make sure you're getting 1,500, 2,000, 3,000 milligrams a day. You might check in with your functional medicine doctor about that. I like a company called Metagenics, and they put out an Omegagenics 1000. That has enough the DHA in it to make it worthwhile for you. Another thing that's very important for opt optic nerve is ginkgo. About 100 to 120 milligrams a day of ginkgo is nice uh, for the optic nerve. Bilberry, another one, about 150 to 200 milligrams a day. Another um, amino acid that's very good for the eyes is taurine. Now, if you go into my eye formula, I have all of these things in. I don't have the omega-3, but I have taurine, ginkgo, bilberry. Vitamin A is important as well. Um, and the key factor in omega, uh, in the, the optic nerve, is the omega-3. That's my, that's my number one. I would also take a look at um, heavy metal toxicities. A lot of times I have seen where people are diagnosed with glaucoma, but What's behind the glaucoma is it, it may not really be glaucoma. It's actually heavy metal toxicity, exposure to things like mercury, lead. And um, so getting a hair analysis, a urine analysis from a naturopath could be very, very helpful for you. I also suggest, um, I also suggest that um, you might get some acupuncture. You know, the meridians... There are 12 major meridians that run from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet. And those meridians run from the organs and glands into many of the most sensitive areas, including the eyes. And I find that acupuncture is really great in the ability of distributing the energy differently. And when you distribute the energy differently, this actually can create more nutrient absorption and so on. Now, one of the new things that's come uh, in my radar is something called red light therapy. And red light therapy has been shown to actually be helpful in regenerating conditions in the eye. And in red light therapy, what I love about it is that you look at this red light a few minutes a day, maybe three to four minutes a day. The studies have said, do it in the morning. That's when I recommend my patients do it. <clears throat> and within a couple of weeks, what happens with the red light is it's stimulating the mitochondria. And the mitochondria are <clears throat> energy producers, and they have a very high concentration 
in the retina. And so uh, if you email me, hello at drsamburn.com, I can uh, recommend a company now that's making red light glasses. And so you just use them a few minutes a day. I can also send the study that was done, it was out of the UK, which definitively showed that red light therapy can, can help regenerate the eye. So this is really, really good to know. Uh, so those would be some things I would take a look at, Francine. I love acupuncture if you have glaucoma. I think that acupuncture and also lymphatic stimulation and craniosacral, those things can um, neutralize some of the ill effects of the eye pressure and in some, some cases even bring it down. And of course, my favorite, one more, is jumping on the rebounder. Um, any kind of lymphatic stimulation like jumping on the rebounder actually has been shown to bring eye pressure down. Okay, let's go to Jan. I've been using one drop of organic cold-pressed hexane-free castor oil every night for my dry eyes, floaters, and cataracts. Well, that's good news. Um, I have an announcement to make. Probably in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be releasing my own castor oil eye drop. 100% organic castor oil. We're going to release it in mid-October. So um, I'm a firm believer that castor oil is very helpful as an agent that soothes and moisturizes the eyes. And what I like to do with it is use it before bedtime and it keeps the eyes from getting too dry. You know, the eyes get most dry when we go to sleep to when we wake up in the morning. That's why I have people using, you know, if they wake up in the middle of the night, use a couple of drops of the MSM eye drops, the MSM mist, uh, and also now with the castor oil that I've created, uh, you're going to be covered on all bases. So thank you, Jan, for uh, sharing that. That's great. All right, let's go to Lola. Nice to see you, Lola. After going for an eye exam and getting dilating drops, I had excessive eye strain for four months after. Still didn't completely go away. The doctor said it's a side effect from the drops. Is this normal? Uh, well, there is no normal in this. You know, these eye drops, the dilation definitely is, um, is hard on the eyes. Um, you know, I'm not against dilation in the sense that we need to get a baseline on your retina health. There's certainly scans and other tests that you can use like the OCT uh, where you're not dilating the eyes. My suggestion would be that um, I might consider the exercise that's on my website. It's called the Palm Hum. And basically you're rubbing your hands together, you're cupping them over your eyes, you're breathing in through the nose, and then you exhale and you make a humming sound. Now, it's interesting about the humming because I've been doing this a long time, but what the humming does is it actually opens up the circulation in the eyes and it gets rid of the eye stress. Now, I was reading a book recently called Breathe by uh, uh, James Nestor. And in that book, if you haven't read it, it's very interesting. It's about doing nose breathing instead of mouth breathing. But there's a section where he actually recommends you hum and it increases your nitric oxide that molecule I talked about, which is a vasodilator. And so the humming is great because it will create more nitric oxide in the eyes, which is great for neutralizing. It's going to get rid of 
any toxicities like the dilating eye drops or pharmaceutical eye drops. So try that a few times a day. I would probably go into my 5% MSM eye drops, do those maybe four times a day as well. You could also do something like a, an eye bright or chamomile uh, compress, a tea that you could make and put a compress over the eyes. You could also use a helichrysum essential oil. It's a, called a hydrosol company I like is Lotus Garden Botanicals. Get that mist and you can spray it on the eyelids. And that's wonderful for hydrating and moisturizing and detoxing. So it's probably going to be a combination of some, some eye exercise like the palm hum and then maybe doing some topical natural eye drops. And if that's still not getting to it, um, I would take a look at your diet and maybe, you know, add some more eye nutrients. We talk about the rainbow diet, it's red, orange, yellow, green uh, veggies and blueberries. Great. This time of year, we've got the berry family coming out. So, uh, so I think that you can definitely rebound from it, but you're probably going to need to do some <clears throat> both detoxification and also adding more nutrients so you can flush any of the inflammation or the irritation from those eye drops. And I don't think you need to do that again. Once you have a baseline, I think you can just tell your doctor, let's do the scan, which is no, um, no eye drops. It's very non-invasive. It's called the OCT and you can do that. And if you're not having any, any, you know, eye diseases and it's not running in your family, you know, I think you can bypass the dilated exam every year. All right, let's go to D. Hi, D. Nice to see you. I've been doing the eye palming and the humming. Uh, that's all right. The palm hum, no problem. And envision the end. I can't envision an end. How, do, how does one do that? What you do is you put your tongue at the roof of the mouth. And to yourself, think of a word that begins with N. Okay. So, um, you know, whatever, whatever word that begins with an N. And while you're humming and your tongue is on the roof of the mouth, so it's, it's kind of not where the, the uh, wrinkles are, but it's further back, uh, back here. Mm, so it's, it's putting your tongue there and then thinking about a word that begins with an A is all uh, an N. That's all you need to, to think about. Um, it's kind of the advanced version of the palm hum. If you don't do the N, it's no big deal. But when you put the tongue at the roof of the mouth, you're actually completing a circuit of the yin and the yang. So in acupuncture, we have yang meridians, we have yin meridians. And there's a tendency where yin is more receptive and yang is more external. And we get out of balance. We either get too externalized and we're not yin enough, we're yin deficient, or we're uh, yang deficient. And there, you know, an acupuncturist can read your pulses and figure that out. But when you do the tongue at the roof of the mouth, you are balancing the yin yang meridians. And if you think of a word, you make it up, um, whatever, whatever word is. I have a friend of mine named Nancy. So, and you can even just make sounds like that. That would be a way for you to do it. By the way, when you make that N sound over and over again, you're actually lightly touching the tongue to the roof of the mouth. That's very stimulating for the pineal gland. It's very stimulating for the soft palate. It's great for your digestive system. So there's a lot going on there. You know, these are things that we're going to be exploring on the Vision Sanctuary re Retreat. 
And so if you're, you know, want to learn more about that, kind of more of the nuances and the deeper aspects of it, come on the retreat and you'll learn about it. All right, let's go to Angelica. A customer, of my, a customer of mine was asking a question about using colloidal silver with contacts. Is that okay to do to keep them clean or no? No, I wouldn't use uh, colloidal silver with contacts because they're tiny silver particles uh, in colloidal silver. Uh, I'll tell you, great colloidal silver, structured colloidal silver is a, a colleague of mine, Leslie, Leslie Rubinoff. And so she's got a great structured uh, colloidal silver, structured water. But the, the bottom line is you want to do colloidal silver without your contacts in. Otherwise, what's going to happen is the, the silver particles are going to be ingested and absorbed into the contact lenses, and it's going to create blurriness. You know, I would probably do the colloidal silver either before you put the contacts in or in the evening uh, after you've taken the contacts out. That just makes more sense. All right, Karen is talking about Fuchs dystrophy. This is a corneal dystrophy. And some things to consider when you've got any kind of cornea issues is collagen health. So boosting collagen health, um, MSM drops, hyaluronic acid eye drops. They actually make hyaluronic acid eye drops. My MSM eye drops are really great for um, corneal dystrophies like Fuchs. And it's really about hydrating protecting your eyes from too much sunlight and also blue light and uh, making sure you're, you know, eating a really healthy diet, including healthy fats and oils. So it's a combination of topically hydrating the cornea and making sure systemically and energetically you're, um, you know, you're eating well, you're digesting your food and you're reducing your visual stress. All right, so uh, as somebody is asking about dilated optic nerve. So we call this cupping, and this can be related to the vascular disease glaucoma. And so glaucoma is a disease that attacks the optic nerve, and it causes the optic nerve to swell. And when it swells up, and again, there are other reasons why it could be optic neuritis, it could be papilledema, uh, we could be dealing with MS conditions, it could be dealing with you know, bacteria or viral infections, so don't know. But, you know, if you've got a swollen optic nerve, you want to explore this with your, with your ophthalmologist because there are many reasons why we develop this optic nerve swelling, but it's going to start to affect your peripheral vision. So you want to make sure that, um, you know, you cover all the bases and then you can start doing some, some say, integrative things. I, I find going to a functional medicine doctor functional nutritionist, you know, somebody who's going to look at your digestive health, your microbiome, your thyroid health. Um, these are things that start affecting the eyes pretty profoundly. And so you've got to, you've got to look at the whole person and not just try to see, treat the, uh, the symptoms. All right. Kathy's asking, my eye doctor just put me on Comigen. Yes. Uh, these, these are glaucoma medications and travitan at night for my glaucoma eye pressure you know 18 and 20 is pretty good i think the key in glaucoma is optic nerve health what's the integrity of the optic nerve what's your visual field analysis i think that's a very important and then from that place you can start well if you want to stay on the drops that's fine 
but then you can start looking alternatively like maybe acupuncture or lymphatic drainage and you know making sure if you're on that screen a long time especially after 6 p.m you're doing some blue protection and then boosting your eye nutrients things that i talked about like healthy fats and oils you know your vitamin a your bilberry your taurine your ginkgo all of those things um are are you know are in play yes there are preservatives in these pharmaceutical drugs and you know there's no uh, panacea um, again when you're dealing with glaucoma it is definitely a site threatening disease so you get the drops you use them you get the pressure under control you get your optic nerve in a good place and then you can start using some of my things and you'll see the eye pressures will come down the visual fields get better and then you can negotiate with your doctor to reduce the dose and maybe eventually get off those medications but it is a process and it's something that, you know, again, you need to be careful, you need to be cautious, and, uh, you know, you need to be willing to say, okay, let me look at the deeper, deeper causative factors while I'm doing this medical intervention. All right, Lisa's asking about graves and double vision. This is definitely, um, you know, where the eyes can bulge. It's a thyroid issue. So, you know, you've got to really get your thyroid under control also, there's a tendency towards dry eyes because your eyelids are not covering the eyes as well, blinking. So, you know, doing things to support hydration in your eyes is very important. Increasing fats and oils, um, reducing inflammation in the eyelids. However, you might do that. Again, you could do a castor oil eye massage in the evening, the MSM drops, homeopathic eye drops. These are things that you want to protect your eyelids and then hydrate your corneas and then start looking at maybe some of the systemic endocrine things around thyroid because that's really what's going on and then i'll say one last thing about graves is your immune system and autoimmune disease sometimes goes hand in hand with uh, graves disease i've done a couple of video blogs on graves so you can also google graves disease dr Byrne, and i've done podcasts and video blogs on it all right, well, the time is, is coming to an end. I wanna thank you for joining me tonight. Remember my upcoming workshop, October 7th to the 9th, Vision Sanctuary Retreat. I'm gonna be off for a few weeks, but we'll be back the first week of October on Wednesday. If you've got questions, you can always email me at hello at drsamburn.com. I wish you well, everybody. Thanks for joining me tonight. Take good care. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the Eye Clarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.